Hi everyone, my name is Jordi Mueller and welcome to the Empower Women series of the month of August. And uh, today we're speaking with Elaine Miller. Elaine Miller, uh, she's coming from the Minuteman Senior Services and also from the Shine program uh, for a topic that... Uh, Man, is it hot right now. <laughs> it's a, We're going to be talking about Medicare and uh, we're going to talk uh, with Elaine specifically on not just the basics of how the program works, but we're going to try to accomplish answering those questions that we as advisors get to hear often in our offices or Zoom meetings recently. And we don't tend to usually have an expert next to us to answer them. And uh, we're, I'm pretty excited, Elaine, that you're here with us today because I am one of those super ignorant folks uh, on Medicare. And I get to finally hear from somebody that can probably give me the right answer. So how are you doing, Elaine? I'm doing great, Jordy. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. I'm happy to speak about Medicare and help people understand some of the nuances and the complexities of what they need to consider when they're turning 65. So I I was researching and um uh, and we def we hosted an, a Medicare event around a month ago and then we hosted the Empower Women series this this uh, week with you and. I tend to prepare for these conversations uh, enough. And when I was approaching this topic, one of the things that became super um, evident to me is that it's really difficult to know what's the right choice for you. And that's what there is a whole conversation, uh, not just with advisor, but with guidance from people like you and the organization that, that you lead. Um, because it's so needed. Just in Massachusetts, this is something I was researching before the conversation, um, there are more than 30 supplemental plans you could choose from. And I was just thinking how many different profiles of people are that they have to choose one of these 30. And that was like just crazy for me to think about. Um, so I yeah. want to start with a super basic question, Elaine. If you have to describe how Medicare works for somebody that is adventuring into this, uh, how would you start that conversation? I would start with Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B, which is the government um, side of your health care benefits when you turn 65 or if you're under age 65 with a disability, uh, end-stage renal disease or ALS diagnosis. Um, Medicare Part A is a no-cost plan that we've all paid into through our FICA taxes. And Medicare Part B um, is, uh, there's a cost share. It's also a government program. This year, it's $144.60. Typically, it goes up a few dollars each year. Um, Medicare Part A is your hospital insurance coverage, and Medicare Part B is about 80% of your outpatient insurance coverage. Um, so there are gaps. It was not designed to be 100% health care coverage for everyone. Um, so as people think about retirement, they also need to think about their health care costs, factoring in the $144 for Part B, and also reviewing one of those 30 or so Medicare Advantage plans and traditional Medigap supplements that might fit into their lifestyle. Um, and that's how the SHINE program 
um, can really assist people. It's it's a completely free program. We have more than 600 volunteers certified by the state, statewide. It's part of a national network, um, partially funded by the Administration for Community Living, and anybody can make an appointment um, to see a SHINE counselor one-on-one. Right now we're doing all our counseling remotely, um, but happy to help people figure out what goes with their Medicare and when they need to apply for Medicare. um, Obviously, some of the conversations that have started in the last four or five months with our clients and the people in our network has been around COVID. And this has made people think a little bit more about their benefits when they approach 65 or even if they're already in Medicare, they started wondering, well, well, like what is including what it's not. So for once and for all, we can clarify because I did learn this. COVID is just another disease. It's covered by Medicare. It, it would just treat it the same way. Elaine, anything you want to add that way? In terms of COVID-19, Medicare has been um, really flexible in terms of uh, minimizing out-of-pocket costs. They've waived co-payments for Medicare beneficiaries indefinitely. The Medicare Advantage plans have all followed suit. Some of the Advantage plans and Medigap supplements are actually providing um, refunds on premiums because people are not using medical care um, as much as they used to prior to COVID. Um, so Medicare offers a lot of flexibility around that and they continue to improve their benefits hmm. um, which well, are posted at the Centers for Medicare Services website. And, um, and uh, I think that now that you touched a little bit the conversation between supplemental plans and advantage plans, uh, I think this is a, a very common question uh, when it comes to Medicare planning. Uh, should I should I get a supplemental? Should I get my advantage plan? Uh, do you mind super high level uh, just explaining the difference between those two? Right. It can be a little bit confusing for someone that's moving from an employer group plan into a, a Medicare Advantage or a Medigap supplement. So the difference between the two, Medicare Advantage plans act as an HMO or a PPO. They actually manage your Medicare Part A and B benefits. They offer zero premium coverage with Rx, prescription drug coverage included, um, and they're great plans for a new retiree to move into um, that are accustomed to using an HMO or a PPO and a network of physicians and a network of hospitals. Um, they're also budget-friendly, um, and they uh, work Medicare contracts with the companies directly and provides a lot of oversight in terms of how they operate in each state. Um, the Medigap supplements are traditional plans that have been around for many, many years. Um, you may think back about a mom or a dad that had um, Blue Cross Blue Shield Medex. Uh, it used to be Medex Gold, Medex Silver, Medex Bronze plans. Hmm. These are traditional healthcare plans. They're standalone plans, which you purchase um, in the price ranges anywhere from $109 up to $214. Uh, but you would also need to purchase a prescription drug plan to go along with the supplement. The supplements are great for people who want flexibility in terms of where they are seen and treated 
which hospital they choose, which doctor they choose. There's really no limits. They don't need to stay in network for their care. Um, and they like that flexibility and they're willing to pay a little bit more for it. The traditional supplements are also great for people who have chronic disease, uh, diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease, hmm. cancer. Um, it provides a higher level of coverage and more choice in terms of where you're treated. So uh, there, there is a cost difference, uh, but I like to let people know, and our counselors like to let people know all of the plans. We, we try to let people know what fits best into their lifestyle economically and based on their health and their medications. Are, are you also uh, one of those advisors that probably falls into the, we like plan G? <laughs> and I say that because doing the research, <laughs> uh, we figure out that, I mean, all these plans for all those listening and, and those that are not familiar with how Medicare supplemental plans work, they actually put letters of the alphabet and it tends that some times, uh, uh, depending on the year, I would say, uh, people recommend similar plans. And in this particular year, it seems to be, gee, the popular one. <laughs> Am I speaking right. correctly, right, Elaine? Our shine counselors and our program statewide, uh, we're very impartial and biased. So I never like to really recommend any plan to an individual without having a face-to-face -face or a remote virtual counseling session. Um, but yes, the Medicare Advantage plans can be a real significant savings for a new retiree mm -hmm. or someone that's in great health. Um, doesn't yeah. take a lot of medications, doesn't take any medications. It's what fits into your budget and what level of risk you're willing to take and there's also many special enroll there's a special enrollment period every year so that you can opt out and jump into a traditional Medigap supplement if your health condition changes overnight yeah um I, one one aspect that i want to make sure we cover uh, specifically now that you're talking the different types of plans and the different types of costs associated with each supplemental plan is that this is why the financial planning side of things it's important because a lot of these plans are determined by the income that you get at the moment of application for medicare and every year so on and and, and good planning uh, can help you reduce those costs uh, when it comes to retirement exactly and what people that are planning for retirement need to be aware of is that if they're contributing currently to a health savings plan through their employer they need to stop contributions six months prior to joining uh, Medicare. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also best for people to join Medicare Part A, even if they're still employed, three months prior to their 65th birthday, the month of their 65th birthday, or three months after. People have a seven-month window. It's no cost. It's in the background, working with your employer group coverage. And then when you do retire fully, you pick up Medicare Part B. Um, the outpatient side and choose your Medigap supplement. But financially, healthcare can be a huge part of everybody's budget as we age. And it's, it's definitely a cost that a lot of people don't factor into the retirement planning. Um, at minimum, healthcare coverage out of pocket would cost an individual if they just had Medicare Part A and B $1,800 a year. So you need to factor that price in mm -hmm. and you also need to factor in your co-payments and any premiums on top of that. The, um, well, I, I was just going to add uh, because you, men you mentioned the HSAs, the, the health savings account situation. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we, we actually encourage uh, 
uh, people approaching, I would say, Medicare age to really have a conversation around HSAs if they have the possibility and they've been able to be contributing to HSAs through all these years because mm-hmm. it's totally possible that the tax benefit of continuing to have the HSA overshadows the penalty of not uh, ha- uh, selecting a plan, uh, a supplemental plan. And uh, so so just just wanted to put that there as a, as a planning point if you are right. c- considering talking to an advisor. Because what I learned, the penalty actually is quite low uh, per month. Uh, but it, the quality load is obviously depends on perspective, but it's kind of like 30 cents or something a month. Uh, so right. so it's it, it can be uh, substantial tax savings if you are contributing to your health savings account uh, in a big way. Right. And it can also help people pay their premiums down the road. Uh, true. Because you, you can withdraw, right? As long, as long as you are not right. taking care of You can withdraw and pay your Medicare premiums, your Part B, and your Medigap supplement costs through your HSA account. Hmm. Oh, that's that's I I did not think about that. That's that's interesting. So I I want to move the conversation to something that uh, you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording, which is why do you think? And this is obviously now more European uh, than Medicare uh, facts, which is why do you think it's important for younger people that that have parents approaching this age to start learning about what Medicare uh, does for your parents? I think it's important because uh, there are many, many individuals in the younger generation that are caring for an elder or a loved one that has a disability, um, and they do need to be informed of what what choices are out there for their parents, um, particularly someone that might be caregiving for someone with Alzheimer's. Um, they don't remember uh, deadlines. They don't remember when to sign up. I think young people need to be aware of the costs and be aware that Medicare A and B aren't totally free. There is a cost associated and it might be something that they have a discussion about with their parents in terms of finances to ensure that their parents have adequate coverage and also to learn um, about public benefits that might be available here in Massachusetts that can help people um, that are living on limited incomes, older people. So so that's... I think it's important to highlight that because you did mention the word Massachusetts. And even though Medicare is a federal program, uh, it's implemented a lot of ways in a state kind of like form. Uh, and I have re- learned recently that actually Massachusetts is one of those very beneficial states uh, as a recipient of Medicare. Uh, do you mind expanding on these differences across the United States? Medicare is a federal program, and it's the same across the board in all 50 states, but Medigap supplements and Medicare Advantage plans run statewide, and our the plans that are available for sale in Massachusetts, which there are over 30, are all governed by the Division of Insurance. They're approved by the Division of Insurance in Massachusetts. Uh, to offer uh, core Medicare benefits and hopefully expand those benefits to preventative benefits. Um, They're monitored, and Massachusetts has a number of public benefits and safety nets in place. So as people age and their income changes, decreases, uh, the state really makes every effort to ensure that everyone can 
and does have health care coverage. Um, even immigrants that do not have citizenship here in the States can uh, make, uh, they can have access to the health safety net and get services provided to them at no cost through a, a community health center. Um, if uh, caregivers or younger people are seeing that their parents are struggling financially, they're elderly, their incomes decreased, there are a number of programs, MassHealth, for example, um, that can help people and cover all the costs of their health care and their prescription drug coverage. So it is good for young people to understand how they can help their older parents budget and, and take a look maybe on a yearly basis, do sort of a benefits checkup and, and see what they need and how much they're earning. Sometimes parents don't want to tell you these things. You have to sort of have the conversation and start the conversation. Yeah, and I think this just highlights how different every individual situation is uh, compared to what we're usually uh, used to talking when it, when it comes to health insurance, what is like uh, employment sponsored or household insurance. Uh, when it comes to, to Medicare benefits, they go to the individual person. And this is a question actually we got recently on the, on the last webinar we had, which is, is the first time I'm shopping for myself? <laughs> That's what I think that was the question. <laughs> and it's different than shopping for me, my partner, and my three kids, right? Because um, the right. benefits go to yourself. And it's been a long time for a lot of people when they started thinking about just the benefits to the one individual compared to the overall. Uh, and I'm sure right. you face that a lot when advising your clients. It's true, and Medicare doesn't offer a family plan, unfortunately. It's individual, as you said. And there is a unique individualized uh, website tool that people can use at home uh, called the Plan Finder um, that's hmm. been launched by Medicare.gov, um, which will help people run a comparison based on what medications people are taking um, and what doctors they're seeing, what zip code they live in. It will call up the plans that are available and it'll show you the premiums and what's covered and what's not covered. Um, and Shine counselors can also help people run through that and help elderly people that are not necessarily tech savvy run through that. Um, and we do take a lot of calls from people that are in the workforce that just need help with their parents and they don't know where to start. So, um, yeah, time programs, happy to be there. Yeah. And a lot of the times, um, this can be overlooked, which is the timing, right? Like, like a lot of people might retire before 65. So they stop getting their employer sponsor uh, healthcare uh, and they are not quite there yet for Medicare applications. So, so there's this kind of like gaps that creates these very unique circumstances, but here's the caution. They are not that unique, right? <laughs> like Medicare and, and, and the programs are, they have options for no, this kind of stuff. They do have options. Yeah. So if you're considering early retirement between your late 50s, 55 and 65, and you are wondering about health care coverage after you lose your employer group plan, you would look at the Massachusetts Health Connector mm -hmm. um, website and you would be able to select a plan individually based on your income uh, that will cover you through 65. And at age 65, you'll go on your Medicare A and B. So no one goes without insurance. Uh, there is a cost associated with the Mass um, Health Connector plans. It, it is income based. So they can range from say $80 a month for a premium up to uh, four, $500 a month. 
depending mm-hmm. on your income. So uh, it shouldn't affect someone's decision in making that early retirement choice, um, not having health care, uh, because there is health care available for them. Um, I I want to ask you now, this is a couple of questions of like, not necessarily how the program sh- should work, but how the program works. <laughs> and I think you have seen hundreds and hundreds of cases by now. And uh, this specifically, uh, I guess, back to the having a supplemental government sponsor plan versus uh, my advantage plan. Um, what I, what we have learned and, and we have heard through previous research and conversations is that um, one is government oriented, right? And the other one is private companies, for-profit companies managing the plan. And there have there have seen differences on what things that get approved or not approved, uh, cost, timing of actually getting treatments. Uh, do you have any opinion on this at all? I don't feel that the Medicare Advantage plans are in the business of rationing health care, but uh, there are they do need to offer coverage for all Medicare approved circumstances. Um, if and there are grievance channels in which uh, an individual can file a grievance and appeal a decision through their Medicare Advantage plan if a particular treatment or course of action has been denied. Mm-hmm. I think the Medicare Advantage plans are fairly generous in terms of the preventative benefits, and they offer a lot of wellness benefits, dental benefits up to $1,500. Um, there are cosmetic treatments that aren't covered anyway under any plan, so those would all be 100% uh, self-pay, but I do feel that the government has contracted with Medicare Advantage plans for a reason, and that's cost savings, because if if a physician is managing your care um, and all the tests that you undergo, all your labs, um, it does save government money, and with more people turning 65 every day, um, you can imagine that that's a huge government expense. Medicare is the biggest government expense Mm -hmm. in the budget. Um, So they're mindful of that uh, federally, and they recognize that the HMOs knew how to calculate costs and keep the cost of care low. So... um, that's awesome. That's, that's the, no, that's awesome. That's the way that, it's going. That's, and, and thank you for clarifying that because uh, I guess uh, we are so used to different kind of programs operating in a different way. So it's it's great to hear from somebody that it's kind of like in the nitty gritty of this conversation on a daily basis to hear that. So so thank you for sharing that. Um, You're I, welcome. I wanted to... I wanted to close the conversation with something I tend to ask to pretty much any guest um, in whatever topic they are experts at or, or they are, uh, yeah, they are experts at, which is, if I'm listening to this today, what should I do tomorrow to prepare for my Medicare uh, benefits? That will really depend upon your age. If you're bordering retirement, if you're considering retirement and you're turning 65 in the next year, you would want to start researching your uh, Medicare options and when the best timing would be for you to enroll and disenroll in your health safety your health savings account, rather. Um, if you're a younger person, it's not something you need to pay attention to at all. You just continue paying your taxes for it. If you're a younger person under age 65 that 
is disabled or does have a diagnosis of ALS or end-stage renal disease, you're also eligible for Medicare A&D, and your physician should help guide you through that um, and certify that you are disabled. Um, but people need to not worry about it until they're about three months prior to their 65th birthday. Right now, what we're seeing due to the COVID-19 and the unemployment situation is many people that weren't considering retirement find themselves laid off, unemployed, or furloughed. And that's affecting their decision-making right now. They don't want, they can't afford the COBRA or the COBRA benefits going to run out. And they do need to pick up either hmm. um, a Massachusetts Health Connector plan if they're under 65 or start thinking about joining Medicare A and B. Well, <laughs> Elaine, I cannot thank you enough for not just this recording, but for your time during the event. Uh, Medicare is a complicated topic, and uh, it just kind of like reinforces to me that as you approach this conversation in your own household, with your own family, even for yourself, if you are on your own, uh, having, in this particular case, free guidance, it's so useful. And uh, and you do not have to approach this on your own. <laughs> like there's there's help out there, and 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 I obviously will be sharing the information from Elaine in the notes for this podcast. Uh, but but I wanted to thank you for your time. I thank you, Jordy, for having me, and you all have a good afternoon. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much to everyone. And this was the Empower Women series of the month of August on Medicare. Until next time, my name is Jordy Miller, and I hope you have a great day. Management is a group of investment professionals registered by Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered independent investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referred herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not guaranteed. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as a general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Lexington Wool Management and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no express or implied representation or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data on other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as a date of reference. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Lexington Well Management and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.